0: Hey there, I wanted to share something real quick before we jump into the conversation that I had with my friend Will Graham about the practice of art. So my conversation with him was a phone call, and since I recorded this, which has been several weeks ago, I've upgraded to some better equipment thanks to the patrons of the podcast, but before I had acquired that equipment, I tried to record a phone conversation with Will and didn't sound the best friend of mine helped me repair it a little bit but when you listen you might hear some crackling noises and not really the ideal way to listen to a podcast so hopefully you are okay with that because it is an amazing inspired conversation with will about his practice of art i hope it's helpful for you and also thanks to the supporters of the podcast future phone calls that i record for the podcast will be better quality all right enjoy Hello wonderful people, this is Jason English with Things About Things, Simplifying Concepts Without Sacrificing Depth, and today's concept uh, we're calling The Practice of Art, and I'm on the phone with my friend Will Graham. Will, you still there? Yeah,
1: what's
0: up? Yeah, so I'm so pumped about this. This is long time coming. Uh, how long have we been friends? I, I'm going to make up a number and say eight years, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, um... I would say, I mean, you know, I, I started school at Appalachian State in 2012, so mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, pretty close to that that year, <laughs> so eight years sounds right about right.
0: Okay, and so yeah. as we talk about art, just for some context, you know, you, start, you said 2012, but I, can, I think like a true artist, you've kind of taken the roundabout way to get where you are now as an artist, and so <laughs> uh, talk a little yeah. bit about your background in art.
1: Yeah. Um, so as far as, well, let's see. So as an artist, uh, I mean, like I, I was a kid that was always drawn, you know, yeah. um, I've always been really drawn, uh, no pun intended to <laughs> um, just like making things, uh, making, uh, just all sorts of stuff, whatever mm-hmm. I could get my hands on materialize as a kid. Right. And so, um, I think around, uh, high school and, uh, early college. Um, so that's like 2000, uh, you know, 2000 numbers, but 2008 to like 2012 ish. Um, I really stopped doing almost any art except for like, you know, like scribbling in the pages of like my textbook or something. (laughs) um, But yeah, uh, yeah i i am now uh i just i've taken like a really lengthy road through my undergraduate i'm about to finish and i'm graduating this semester with uh art education and studio art and yeah. uh, it was it was a long road to choose those uh, mm-hmm. majors and uh I dropped out for two years, uh, was (laughs) jumped from like industrial design to uh, social work to um, Mm. creative writing to (laughs) like maybe like three or four more majors. And then finally, and and it's funny because I actually started out as an art major and then dropped it and then came back around, you know? So,
0: yeah. And I would add like the little caveat of you never stopped being an artist. And you, and even if you would have chosen social work, you'd still be an artist.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, you know, the word artist is is funny because um, I think everyone has a very specific idea of maybe what that is, even if they don't know it. You know, like we all have these like prejudgments of like what is an artist and isn't an artist. Yeah, And,
0: yeah.
1: and I I think I would totally agree with you that uh, for that time, I uh, you know I was I was thinking like an artist. I was being creative in my own ways and. Mm-hmm. seeking out how to like like explore the world in that way but uh just like really wasn't able to recognize that for the longest time you yeah know, so.
0: and for this for this conversation i'd love for us to really hone in on this phrase that you you said to me on the phone i don't know a couple of weeks ago The the, yeah. pra- the practice of art or having an art practice so obviously we could talk for hours and years of like what art is. I mean, that's, that's like a, an age old conversation, but what, what does the practice of art mean?
1: Yeah. Um, this is something I'm, I'm really interested in. Um, because so I think, uh, as I have, um, made art, um, as I have, um, made art, that's like, you know, more traditionally like seen as art like uh um, paintings or yeah uh drawings and, and stuff like that i've often wrestled with this question of like value um in in what is valuable uh mm-hmm. in that in that making and uh i and this is another thing where like man you can go off into so many different directions about how art is valuable or or how certain art is like doesn't contribute or you know whatever um but for me I think uh, I found that it is most meaningful to me when I'm treating it as a practice um and so what that means to me is that I try to do it regularly um I try to and it's um you know the artistic practice to me is like an investigation um it's uh, for me. It's pretty much incredibly self-reflective, uh, very um, just like reflective and contemplative of like the world in general. Um, and it's it's a place where I process a lot. And but the main thing about like you know that that word practice is is just showing up to it on a regular basis, um, whether that be. Uh, a couple of times a week, uh, like, just like, you know, sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's like a month. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I try to, as best as I can, show up to it every day. Um, mm-hmm. And and just do something to, uh, like it's almost like a muscle to flex or a muscle to work out, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: so it yeah. sounds like you're, like if you're doing it, regularly and there's a lot of internal work that's happening Mm -hmm. and, and contemplation and processing and, you know, mindfulness where you're reflecting on what's going on inside of you that it sounds to me like it's less about what the final product will be, at least for you. Is that true? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, one thing that I found is for a long time um, and probably up until, recently I used to kind of deny that the final product mattered um, uh-huh. and I think it I think it uh, I've like learned now that to me it, it to me it does matter um, but it doesn't matter half as much as like getting there so
0: um, yeah I like and, the, and I would say as yeah. someone who owns two pieces of your art well really three including the the magazine but like two yeah. hangable pieces the final product matters to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: therefore, it matters yeah. on some level, right?
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. And so it's like, yeah, it, it again comes back to maybe a question of values for me, where it's um, you know, I I think in the, uh, well, going back to like, I can I can be a highly critical person of myself, um, and that's something I definitely wrestle with in my art, um, and so one thing that I've like found that really helps me as an artist is to, uh, uh, kind of like let go of expectations. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm really learning to like edit less, right. Like, um, like in that artistic process in practice, uh, to not try to strive for something that is quote unquote perfect or Mm -hmm. beautiful or, or anything that's like, uh, has like these, like uh, asterisks to them you know mm-hmm. um, but instead just like uh, just be present with like what I'm doing at that moment um, if that makes sense and yeah. and really just try to like be in that space uh, and respond to what's going on in you and on the canvas for example with a painting
0: well how important um, is it to you for me as the appreciator you know, yeah. Not just me, meaning Jason, but just people appreciating your art. How important is it to you that we know what you were feeling when you made the art?
1: Oh, man. Um, man that's a good question. Uh, I would say that it's less important to me that you know what I was feeling as much as... It's more important to me that whoever sees the painting feels something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what I'm looking for more is that uh, it, it, it uh, just stirs something in the other person, that it's evocative in some way that, um, that uh, leaves the person uh, hopefully positively changed mm-hmm. and <laughs> even in a small way. Uh, but yeah, I just don't, uh, I think I, don't like seeing art that I'm like, wow, I don't know what to take from this. <laughs> yeah. you know. And I think I really try to strive to make art that, um, that evokes something in the viewer that is hard to deny. So,
0: yeah. So that means you're really in some ways you're releasing, um, any, th- any thought that you can control what we would feel.
1: Yeah. And that's, it's definitely a hard one because like, um, I think when you first make art, uh, uh, at least for me, uh, I was, I was very focused on like, I want someone to get this from this piece, uh-huh. you know? And, and in reality, I just like, I can't control that. Um,
0: you can't, you know? I was going to, I was going to say that cause there's like a, there's like the decision to release that control. And then there's the reality that you never could control it anyway.
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah.
0: Just acknowledging yeah. that.
1: <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I swear, man, that is like a consistent, uh, sometimes rude reminder and sometimes <laughs> a really like, but always a really freeing reminder to be like, well, you know, I just can only do what I can do here. And uh, and uh, I think the most important thing that I'm learning is that i I really just be present to that process of making it and enjoy that, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and that's when people respond. I, so here's I
0: a, here's a question then, and you can choose to answer it or you can choose to say that you don't want to answer it. All right. I'm... What does your work aim to say? Ooh. <laughs>
1: um,
0: or would you rather is... just be like, I don't want to say it, that's why I painted it?
1: Um, no, mm. I think that's an interesting one to explore, uh, and I, I think it's interesting to explore because I really don't have a clear answer.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and I think for me, it, it um, I, I I wrestle a lot with like how to view my own paintings, um, and uh, I wrestle a lot with like, it, especially in the process of making them. Um, I can often just like really not understand, like, I'm like, I'm making this thing, I'm using this color, I'm creating this imagery and, um, and it's all pretty stream of consciousness. So, uh, sometimes I can, I can feel really lost as to like what it's talking about even to myself. And, um, but it's interesting. It, uh, one thing I have figured out about them is that they are, uh, they're after making a lot of stuff. Um, I'm I'm starting to see common themes. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see um for sure com- common com- like uh, reflections uh, that I seem in subjects that I seem to be attracted to, and I also see like the way that I work is uh, really it's almost like the images are con- the composite images of just the time and place that they were made. You know, so uh, it can it can be as wild as like man, I'm eating this bowl of oatmeal <laughs> while I'm making this art and like this oatmeal tastes really good. <laughs> so I'm going to drop <laughs> a bowl of oatmeal and, and that happens. And, uh, or it can, it can be like, uh, it can, uh, it often has more to do with like, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, and I might be exploring that and just like trying to like finalize some ideas about that in my head or explore those ideas. So hmm yeah there's yeah does it, how's that answer so yeah so
0: so it sounds like you're not so much aiming originally before let's like, say you start with a blank canvas you don't necessarily I, not at least a majority of the time you don't necessarily begin with something that you're aiming to say it's more of you exploring what you want to say as you're doing it yes totally yeah um yeah, uh, my studio
1: mate, uh, who I uh, you know uh, Cole Avery. Uh,
0: yeah, and we did the I did a podcast with him about his uh, handmade leather work. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. A little shout out to Cottonwood Handmade. Cottonwood, Check him out, but yep. You know, um, but he, you know, it's so funny because he he's probably one of the people that gets to watch my process right. <laughs> like as an outsider, the closest, and uh, he's always like he always laughs at me a little bit because. Um, you know, I'll start off a painting, like you said, with without much of an idea of, like, I'm just exploring what comes up, you know, uh-huh. um, and uh, sometimes I'll get this idea, and I'm, like, super dedicated to finalizing that idea in the painting, and then I, like, get to, like, really close to finishing it, and then I'm, like, oh, this is, like, looks like crap. <laughs> I okay, <ate> it. <laughs> so it does
0: and, matter to you how it looks, not just how you were feeling.
1: Yeah, okay. absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a it's a total balance between the two, I think. Yeah. And um, but then I'll, I'll like literally cover the whole thing up and um and keep moving with it. Like I'll just kind of start a new. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, that's kinda good. Lost track I do the so.
0: same thing. I you know I've I've talked to you about yeah. this. I I don't know what it is that you call it. Maybe abstract expressionism is what I do. I think that yours has different wording or added wording to what that would be but like yeah. i have that i know that feeling of i'm going to cover this back up as opposed to starting with a, a different one and just call it a scrap not just to save money but because it matters what's underneath what i covered up because that was part of this
1: yeah absolutely um i remember the first time i started painting uh, it was with my friend chris um and we were living out in sugar grove at the time and it was like a, a really cold winter and we just decided to like set up a little studio mm-hmm. and uh i forget i think he showed me that about layering and painting um you know and how uh i remember him using like uh like covering stuff up and then using reductive methods like sandpaper to like reveal sand off of it, yeah. yeah yeah and i thought that was so cool and also Uh, There's something, like, really beautifully metaphorical about um, the compilation of images, uh, things just, like, layering on top of each other and creating something beautiful from, like, mistakes.
0: Uh, And then then instead of thinking that every mistake has to be covered up, actually it can be good and healthy and beautiful for some of those things to be revealed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so good.
0: Do you have a phrase that you use that would describe your genre of art? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um i'll try not to get like <laughs> super heavy here uh, no
0: you can if you want i mean art educate yeah, you yeah. can educate us
1: um i think um it's interesting uh i i think it, it works best for me to describe what i i take influence from um i take a lot i I take a lot of influence from uh, what's called, like, neo-expressionism. Um, that would be, like, uh, like Basquiat. Um, and, uh, holy crap, I'm <laughs> not going to think of any other names. What
0: does like. neo-expressionism mean? <laughs> yeah, new, so... New version of expressionism?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, there was this... Um, and if any art historians are listening to this, they're going to scoff but <laughs> um, okay. but basically like there was like <laughs> abstract expressionism right mm-hmm. and that that came out in like the I think like somewhere between the 1940s 50s 60s and that's uh, like Jackson
0: Pollock is probably the most famous of that is that right
1: yeah yeah, absolutely Jackson Pollock uh, Rothko uh, um, let's see yeah there's, there's a whole gambit of them um mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, uh, after that, there was kind of a movement back towards, uh, like more formal, uh, Mm -hmm. let's see, like, it was like abstract, but it was like super geometric in shape. Oh, right. Yes. Right. And, uh, I think I'm getting this right. But, um, after that there, like, it it was just very rigid, very, very rigid. Um, and then, after that, there was, um, like, people like uh, Basquiat, Jean-Michel Basquiat, who uh, kind of uh, put new life back into the expressionist movement, drawing uh, influence from the abstract expressions, but also, like, grounding it more in, like, uh, just what they were seeing in day-to-day life Uh uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat was like a, a street artist at first. Uh, he would do a lot of graffiti art and um, he would bring a lot of that like color and life and, and just kind of rawness into his work um, and so uh, yeah it's it's really it's interestingly tied up with like the 1980s and like hip hop emerging um, mm-hmm. punk music emerging and stuff like that And um, and it's it's interesting because like, I, I haven't, um, like the first people that I got into artistically, uh, were kind of derived from that. Uh, because okay. I like my visual language of sorts are like the things that I was drawn to visually was kind of around like the 1990s and like skater art and stuff like that. Okay, and yeah, yeah. all that you can like trace straight back to like Basquiat and stuff. So yeah.
0: So why do you why do you gravitate towards that type of art?
1: Um I think as a kid, you know, it was just like it's just like really palatable, <laughs> you know, like it makes it makes sense to a kid, you know, <laughs> like it's uh it's kind of like oh this is cool, this is flashy, it has like lots of energy to it. Uh, and right now I'm speaking more to like uh skater art than I am to uh neo expressionism. But mm-hmm. uh but there's like a visceral uh nature to it that like you don't have to be an art critic to understand that like this has meaning to it. Right. I think as I think as a kid um too I I was really into uh I got really into like punk music um and skateboarding and uh, there's definitely this like uh <laughs> like little Little rebellious nature to me, and um, I, I felt like, uh, like I, I, I saw that, uh, that uh, visceral kind of like rebellious nature in that art as well, and I resonated with that a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's something about that that like really stuck with me, right. Yeah. It well, wasn't no.
0: That's so good, man. It sounds like I yeah. mean, this might not be the exact way to say it or might not be how you would say it, but it seems like there's it's almost like when you're when you're creating it instead of your mind actively controlling what it is, you know, i.e. like when you said abstract art sometimes is geometric you there's a lot of control that the artist has purposefully to create those geometric shapes it doesn't just randomly happen in your oh yeah absolutely. but but then there's so if you're not doing the geometric then is it like your soul is in charge of it or something like that
1: i think i think so i or i don't know like
0: i don't know if that's the right word but
1: yeah well it's interesting to me because you know um like, I'll talk about uh, this artist, uh, Joseph Albers, for example, who, um, one of the things that he was really famous for was actually, he developed, like, this, like, crazy amount of uh, thinking around uh, color theory. Um, and he, if you see his work, uh, it's kind of just, like, squares within squares, right? Of uh, you know, the square fields of color within fields of color. Uh, very simple. You would just, like do squares and then, like, another squared of a different color inside, Um, but they're all, like, experiments Mm -hmm. of um, of uh, with color, you know, and so it's interesting because, like, I I definitely used to look at something like that, and I was just like, what is the point there, you know? (laughs) But now, I think I can really recognize it and see, uh, I, I find a connection to it, and uh, where I can see the soul in that work too. Oh um,
0: wow! Okay.
1: Yeah, and and so I think my main driver is less of like a head or a heart resulting, um, and more of like a connection of those things through inquisitiveness. Um, oh man! And just like I, I really, what curiosity is like such a driver for me, you know, yeah. and, and that's something that like. I think like when I am at my best in my painting, um, when I'm feeling not like at my best performance wise, but when I'm feeling my best um, is when I'm like just like really in touch and asking questions. So,
0: oh man. So that might be back to let's circle back to the practice of art. Um, yeah. So, so tell, talk a little bit more about what it means to practice art. You talked about doing it regularly. Yeah. Uh, some self-reflection, but what are some other things that some artists can do to practice?
1: Yeah. Oh man. It's, uh, let's see. I can only speak from like, what is like really beneficial to me right now. And I think it's important to acknowledge that for each artist. Uh, I think the most important thing to having an artistic practice is to really listen to, to what you as an artist need um awesome. i think for me uh recently it's just been like as simple as like not taking um myself so seriously as an artist i guess and um sometimes i i can get to a painting and start work and, and feel a lot of anxiety actually because i, I feel like i put a an immense amount of responsibility on myself to do something about um And I think right now what having an artistic practice is rooted in for me is remembering to, uh, just really enjoy it (laughs) and like really try to, uh, intentionally remind myself to not worry so much about, um, about creating something that looks good, uh, even though, as we talked about, I do find that important. And that is, there's a lot of joy that comes from that. Um, but like focusing more on just like, like what is making, uh, like color wise, um, mark making wise, uh, imagery wise, like what is evoking a sense of like joy and connection to me to that piece?
0: Yeah. Know? Joy, joy has to matter. And Because when, yeah. when I think about practice, the word practice, I normally, I, you know, I played baseball as a kid and in college and stuff, and I think of practice as just sort of honing a skill. But I think yeah. what I'm hearing is if it was like, if I was equating it to my my baseball days, you'd be like, yes, you should practice, but l- but remember that when you started playing baseball, it was because you wanted to play a game and have fun. Yes,
1: and absolutely. so it would
0: be a shame yeah. to get really honed in on a skill and no longer have joy in the in the thing that you do
1: yeah so absolutely maybe
0: part of practice is making sure and I'm like kind of mirroring your language here but making sure to maintain joy to maintain whether you have a paintbrush in your hand or not being the kind of person who is curious who's asking good questions who's doing self reflection that's all part of the practice right yeah Absolutely. Even if you're not painting while you're being curious, maintaining a lifestyle and a mindset of curiosity makes you better at your art, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's amazingly like I'm just finding how much everything is connected in that way, like art and like art making in life and art practice in out life outside of art practice, where you know, um, let's see, like. Yeah. I mean, everything influences everything, uh, in a way where, for example, like, uh, if I'm having a bad day, uh, I can't just show up to my painting and feel and expect everything to just get easier all of a sudden. Right. Like uh-huh. all of that, all of that energy and all that, like, <laughs> like, uh, negativity or whatever I'm dealing with that day is going to be present there. And, um, or, uh, another way of influencing is like, uh, like as simple as like, I might be reading something at a time and those things are not separate from the artwork either. Like those thoughts are going to fall, fall into the artwork too. So yeah, an artistic practice can really be expansive. Um, mm-hmm. And, and perhaps like the, the main thing that, uh, I would suggest to people is just like, if you're looking to have an artistic process, like, or practice, uh, uh ask yourself what specifically you want to practice and then just show up to it regularly, you know? And beyond that, like, and, and by show up, I mean, like, you know, get engaged with it, you know, like work with it wrestle with it a bit and and um and see what comes out of that and everything else is kind of like fair game (laughs) you know like
0: oh it's so good i think as i think our culture has our culture has created so many ways to pacify us or distract us from showing up to those feelings yes to to avoid that to avoid those so i think maybe part of your art practice is i won't i won't avoid that in me when yeah. I feel that thing and just you know watch just oh Netflix so I don't have to think about what I was just thinking about I'm gonna show <laughs> right, up right, right. I'm gonna show up to myself here and yeah. to that and so um, man I feel that when I with when I look at your art I get I get what you're saying I can I can feel that in your work
1: yeah I yeah I'm I'm glad you can uh, I think like. Uh, another thing I hope people get from it is just that, you know, there was, they, I, I love when a painting, for example, uh, shows history, uh, when it shows like that the painter has like really worked on it and yeah. like, like really like kind of like fought with it in a way, you uh-huh. know? And, and I, I think that's something that I try to put into my work for sure is like, and, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> what about what about the other part of the word practice, like um, technique? Can you talk a little bit about your technique and give some suggestions of practicing a technique?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, technique used to be something that I really shied away from, mm-hmm. um, and it, and I think it's like one of those things where for me. Um, I kind of know I had to like figure out my own thing before I started learning those techniques. It's almost like I had to like, uh, let's see, like, it's almost like, you know, like some people say like, you have to know the rules before you break them. And All for right. me, it's like, I had to like break the rules before I knew them <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> because, because for me, it was like, uh, I remember like my first couple years, uh, taking painting classes and stuff. And, uh, there's this moment where I, I was just like trying to do like what I saw other people doing, uh, or, or maybe not what I saw other people doing, but what I felt like I should be doing, uh, oh, wow. which was, yeah. Um, which was to, like, there's kind of this prescriptive uh, way to make a painting sometimes where people are like, well, you you maybe draw an outline underneath. Uh, you maybe draw your first layer, or you paint your first layer uh, from that outline, you know, and then you build it up from there. And, and you know from the beginning what that painting is going to roughly look like. Like, this is, like, the person I'm painting, this is... Mm-hmm this is the image that I'm painting. Right. And I, I found, um, found it really difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, whether it be like ADD or, you know, like whatever, I, I just found it, uh, I, I found really, I, I think it honestly had to do with, uh, me just being a perfectionist and then my, my skill level at that time uh, not <laughs> like being able to reach the perfectionism yeah. that I was putting on myself. Sure. Um, and so it kind of drove me to just paint in an entirely different way. Um, so in that moment, I started like... Uh, we There was a project that we had to do on uh, like an abstract painting and it was kind of just like... Uh, like sweet freedom deliverance (laughs) from my own (laughs) expectations because like I, I started just exploring a lot more. Um, but it's interesting. So like, I, I like what I started doing then is like, I started developing like my own, uh, technique, which is, and I say my own, uh, in the sense that it is like what I I do in my practice is by no means I'm not the only one doing it for sure. Like tons of people, uh, I found like paint in a similar way, uh, okay. with, but like, it, it was very like personal to me at that time uh-huh. where, uh, I was like, re- I was discovering it for myself. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I like to, I would start to, I would start with a blank canvas. Uh, I wouldn't put down any outlines and I would basically just like try making stuff, uh, and I would try drawing like this or that or whatever. Uh, and then if I liked it my rule, my only rules were if I liked it, I would keep it. And if I didn't like it, I would cover it up and it would add to the overall image. Uh, right. So, um, but it's interesting because I was like super adverse to like formal technique back then. Uh, but now I'm like super intrigued by it, uh, because there's so much to be learned from that. Once you, are grounded in like what you like to do.
0: Right? Can, you, so, can you walk us through either an actual or, or hypothetical of what it's like for you to paint one of your paintings? Yeah. Like sure. the steps um, you take.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, well I work on wood panel, uh, or Masonite, which is kind of like a really thin particle board. um, if you can get it at Lowe's and I build my own panels. Uh, so yeah, I start with that. Um, and, um, I kind of just like, I typically start with like an off white, uh, color. Um, mm-hmm. and it just kinda, it just reminds me of working off of a blank page, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, build up that layer. Um, and then uh, I really enjoy going in with, um, like, maybe a pencil or a pen or a uh, or, or charcoal or a, a paint marker or something like that and um, starting to, like, just draw different images from that. Um, the next step after that, after drawing, like, uh, some some more specific images, like maybe like a human form or uh, a face. Uh, I draw a lot of faces and, mm-hmm. um, is to probably cover that up. <laughs> like, okay. And, uh, I'll probably <laughs> cover that up with a, uh, a color, uh, just like, and, uh, I, I really love to explore with layers. So yeah, I might, um, cover it up partially, uh, or uh, completely and uh, I work with acrylic paint. Um, I really like acrylic because it work, it dries super fast uh-huh. um, and uh, that's really important for me uh, and yeah so I'll just like I'll really just keep layering it up over days uh, um, I'll probably go through that process of like drawing something and then covering it up with paint and then drawing something else and then covering it up with paint like uh, a lot. Uh, probably like. I I don't. I don't think it's outrageous to say like fifteen or twelve times. And is this you know? because
0: deep down you know you're probably going to reduce some of it, so you want there to be the layers that we see later?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, so uh, a really simple way of putting the of putting my process or uh, like encapsulating my process is to like (laughs) create a bunch of crap and then like edit that crap so like essentially like and not to like degrade (laughs) my work
0: (laughs) right by using the word
1: crap but like essentially like i and i'm still very much learning to do this (laughs) in a positive way but like i i paint i paint i draw i draw uh I try not to edit myself. And then I go back at the end of that and edit via uh, painting over things. And then, and so, yeah, I'll throw a lot at the canvas. Uh, and then I'll be like, all right, like what's interesting here? What stands out to me? Um, and then I'll kind of focus in on certain areas to develop them more.
0: Man, how do you know when it's done?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Oh man, yeah. I think it it kind of surprises me. Usually, it's like uh, I'll kind of it's kind of I'll usually typically how it happens is I don't know, and then I like get really frustrated one day, <laughs> and I'll walk away from it. I'll be like, I really need some time from this, and then I'll like maybe take like a day or two off of painting on that one, and then I'll look at it again, and I'll be like, actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> you
0: ever know, like, start other ones while you're waiting on? ones that you're in the process of
1: totally and um yeah it's like really helpful actually for me to be working on several pieces at
0: once okay um
1: so when I was preparing for my senior show I actually have like three easels (laughs) in in the studio space and I had like a painting on each and I would just like spend 15 minutes on one like set a timer that went off spend 15 minutes on another set the timer uh and like go to the next one, and then uh, and then just, like, take a break for a little while, you know? Sure.
0: Yeah. Have you ever sold a painting, and, like, as they're taking it away, you're like, man, I wasn't done with that one. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I haven't had that experience yet. I think I, you know, part of being, like, a, a kind of intense perfectionist is to, like, I really don't want someone to own a piece that I don't feel satisfied with. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Right. Yeah. Or like, I think it would haunt me a little bit.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Let's circle back to when you talked about wrestling with the question of value. So when I heard you say that, I think of kind of two, two, two ways of thinking the word value, at least in my mind, one is whether it's, it has value, it has meaning and purpose in the world and then the other one is related to money. Um,
1: right, right, right. So
0: do you wrestle with those, both of those? Do you wrestle with only one of those, or, or did you mean something different when you said value?
1: Yeah, I think when I when I said the word value, I think I kind of meant more of like the value it has to the world, um, at yeah. more of like a like a life giving. Like it
0: matters. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, but I I think that. Um, both honestly really, uh, both, uh, I, I'm concerned with both. Um, and I, not to say that Bush should be as concerning as I, I worry about them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Like for example, um, it's interesting, like the money, like the money value, like the monetary value thing is like, it's an interesting one to wrestle with because, you know, I want, I want to be like a purist and be like, it's not about the money, but at the end of the day, I mean, like I would want to sell these and I want them to, uh, you know, I, I want to sell them. I want them to inhabit another space beyond my studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to be able to do that so I can support myself in, in making more. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and also like, uh, like money is necessary, you know, like, yeah. uh, for, um, like paying your bills for eating food, <laughs> for yeah. being alive. And it's unfortunate that it is that way, but, uh, but it does matter.
0: Um, yeah, there's a need, there's a need for you to pay your bills. And there's also for me on the, on the other end of it, um, as the buyer, so to speak, there's like this this cost the artist something in materials and time and emotions. Yes. yes. And I want it to cost me something too. Right. I want I want it to hang on the wall and be like I I spent quote unquote spent. Whether it doesn't really matter if that word means money, although it should also mean money, but I, yeah. I spent something on this. Like I care. So, right. you know, I, I, I toiled and wrestled also for this. Right. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting how, uh, you know, I think for a long time I wanted to pretend like, like the monetary value, uh, wasn't a factor, but then, uh, I, I think life just gets real, you know, and Sure. you have bills and you have needs and, and, but you want to continue doing this thing that brings you joy. But um, does,
0: does knowing that you need to, or that, you know, that selling it is part of the process, does that ever go in reverse order and influence what you create because of what you think people want to buy?
1: It hasn't. I won't say it never will. <laughs> but okay. it hasn't it hasn't yet. Uh and I think uh because first and foremost, uh I I don't know, I probably value honesty to a fault. <laughs> okay. Uh and, and to a fault I mean that like I value it, like I don't I'm still wrestling with this one, but sure. I think i can I can be hard on myself when I don't like bear my soul to the world. <laughs> uh-huh. and and um you know, I think like I just like really value honesty in art. and um, not to say that making art is uh, making art that is more palatable or sellable is not honest because i I think that is, and I think that's like. Uh, just an entirely different way of going about it than I am, you know? Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I think for me, um, I, I really struggle to, uh, make something that's just like that I know will just sell, you know? Um, Um, and, you know, I think I'm moving more in that direction as far as like, um, You know, I've been brainstorming a lot about like, well, I'd like to make some T-shirts. I'd like to make, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, some more like more like commodity goods and stuff with art on them. And I think that'd be really fun to do. Uh, But bottom line is like, um, I guess like I just have to like believe in it still.
0: Well, Uh, yeah, and you can let you can let your the market of people that have bought your art and told you why they like it to influence which shirts you make
1: yeah totally totally and um again it's kind of like the money thing where it's like i can pretend like that's not going to influence me but it totally it totally is but um i think i just try to like keep a safeguard on like how much that influences you know Mm -hmm. um i think my my main safeguard is like uh like my main uh measurement of that is like is it having a positive or a negative impact on people (laughs) you know yeah that's a good filter yeah and i yeah for sure
0: um, <laughs> hey a couple more questions uh one is how do you name your art pieces
1: yeah um naming is super fun <laughs> i really <laughs> enjoy naming an art piece um i think i i can't i don't name it until the very end uh i've often named it only like so i had a show uh last february um and uh a lot of the pieces that i made a lot of the pieces that i put into that show i didn't really name until like i i kind of like saw all the work together wow Uh, yeah and i i kind of like figured out this like common theme between the work that's
0: like an album with songs that's cool
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so i like i started seeing like how that the artwork, the common themes between them, the common threads that run between them. And I, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to start naming them in that way. So, um, like there was a whole series of, uh, little drawings and paintings that I did that was like, uh, I think I called them six shooting hell and manhood. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, I yeah. just named them like one through, uh, I think there's like seven of them, uh, and so I, and all of those were kind of grappling with this idea of masculinity and yeah. what it means to, uh, be a, a, more masculine presenting or a male embodied human. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the other thing, but also I, I, write a lot. Um, I, I love to write poetry um, right. and I think, uh, words are really, uh, powerful um and so i I try to use that skill especially when i'm approaching naming a painting so uh yeah and i think it's kind of like uh you know if the if the painting is the sentence the name is the period you know like the name is what closes the thought
0: um and also it helps frame it helps frame it helps us as the as the viewer to kind of have a little bit of a hint of where you yeah. were headed with this, yeah, it's a little bit of a cheat, a cheat, but in a good way. Yeah, like absolutely. I can speak into maybe what he was feeling here. While I'm not necessarily an expert, and you know, like I'm not an art critic, he gave me a hint of what to look for with the name.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I guess I it can that's... also limit it, though, right? It can also, it can also ma- make me only look. For a certain theme.
1: Yeah, it, you know, uh, it's true. It's like um, the title of a painting is like a really beautiful place to like kind of uh, it's just like another creative outlet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like um, miniature poem. Yeah, it really is. Like you can you can play around so much. Like I love the idea of like, like, let's say like I painted this like, like really simple thing. And, and then it's just like, I just, and then that like, okay, like you could make a painting that's like a, a black square on a white background. And then, and then like, and everyone can see what that looks like, but then you, you name it like, like, let's say like, this is about my dog dying. (laughs) And then all of a sudden that black square has like this crazy new like depth to it. Yeah uh, and you get people going I
0: get it man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah 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 or or you can just like leave it on a cliffhanger you know and, like and and I I love like I love what you said about hinting yeah mm-hmm. like I I love to hint at things in my titles so yeah
0: ah wow, that's good so I want to I want to help people find your art so they can appreciate it as well as consider buying it. So I know that yeah. you know Instagram is a great way to connect with you. And isn't it? It's at Goodwill Hugging. With there's no underline stuff, or is there?
1: Um, no, it's a Good underscore Will underscore Hugging. Oh yeah, Good
0: uh, underscore Will underscore Hugging. Is it Hugging yeah. or Huggings?
1: Hugging. Just okay, uh, Hugging. Yeah. Not plural. <laughs> well, it's
0: so it's so funny that you do that because not only does that totally sum you up in so many ways. That name, Goodwill Hugging, but it also, with Goodwill Hunting, uh, man, he was a little bit of an art critic in sneak in that movie, the main character.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, yeah.
0: but yeah, so can they can people can connect with you on Instagram at Good underscore Will underscore Hugging. Is that the only way that you would like them to, or do you want to talk about your website or?
1: Um, you can, uh, you know, my, my website should have a big old under construction (laughs) sign on it that it doesn't right now. Uh, so if you, I would suggest like, if you want to see, um, you know, Instagram is pretty limited as far as like being able to really see like, uh, detailed images. Um, so if you really want to see some like more detailed images of my artwork, uh, definitely go to my website, which you can get to via my Instagram or it's also uh, William Graham that's G-R-A-H-A-M dot U-S Um, okay and yeah so you can reach it there Uh, but yeah uh, the best way to get in touch
0: with me is just through Instagram Um, yeah and uh, and I know that you you um, recently had um, a pretty extensive sale of your art and it looked like it, it went really well so you might have less current inventory um, but do you still have some stuff available?
1: Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, if you want to reach out, uh, my, okay. So disclaimer on the website, there is an available work button on the website, but it is not updated. <laughs> so do not go off of that. But, uh, yeah, I do have uh, more work available. And, uh, in if I'm ever posting anything recently and you're in, you're into it just like, reach out to me, you yeah. know? Yeah, and,
0: and I mean, I'm sure you'll eventually get around to updating the website and someone will eventually get around to listening this to this later and your website will already be, you know, more uh, updated.
1: Exactly, exactly, I mean, yeah.
0: To point, to yeah. Point them yeah,
1: Probably gonna that. go update my website right after this. <laughs> I know, that would
0: be good, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, man, so, okay, well, let me, let's wrap it up with, with kind of, you know, this simplifying the concept without sacrificing depth is, is the aim here. So we've been chat- yeah. been chatting for a while now and went through, you know uh, self-reflection and technique and listening to yourself and um, being joyful and curious and showing up and doing the work and being attentive and um, you know so ma- so many things here. But if you had to kind of sum up for us, one little nugget, like if someone's like, you know what, I'm an artist deep down in my soul, or I've done it a little bit, but I don't do it enough, um, and I want to be more regular, can you just give us just one little piece of advice of, uh, how to show up and how to have a practice, how to have an art practice, just one little nugget?
1: Yeah, um, I think the word that, I, uh, comes to mind the most is, uh, curiosity, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, and I would, um, yeah, I, there's so many different words that I want to connect that to, but Mm -hmm. I'm just going to limit it to that word of curiosity and, uh, just remaining an an inquisitive person, you know? I mean, I think that's what drives me to make art and, uh, even and I I think it's relatable to other things, like everything else, you know, like, Uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, from a book that I've never read.
0: <laughs> I love that. I have a hundred yeah. of those, man. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to totally nerd out here for a second. But uh, uh, there's this book called The Once and Future King. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's about King Arthur.
0: <laughs> I love that you don't quite know, but you love it anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like, I remember there is this one quote from it uh, where I think King Arthur – uh, is talking to Merlin, the wizard, mm-hmm. you know, um, from that story. And, uh, you know, Merlin's this wise wizard guy and, uh, King Arthur asks him, it's like, okay, so like, what about sadness? What is, what is the cure for sadness? And, uh, and Merlin says, there's only one true cure for sadness and that is to go and learn something new. Um, wow. yeah. And I, tried and tested y'all tried and tested uh there have been some very sad times in my life where i have been really really like downtrodden and not happy and i remember that quote and i pulled up wikipedia and i (laughs) just read an article and i felt better so wow (laughs) yeah so and i think you know like i i think uh curiosity is a really powerful thing learning to look beyond yourself ask questions and and, uh uh just try to look a little bit more deeply and thoughtfully at stuff
0: that's beautiful man well thank you for your time and your wisdom and yeah. your art man I love I love that your art exists I mean obviously as your friend I love that you exist with or without the, <laughs> with, with or without your art but I love your art and thank you for giving that to us
1: yeah man absolutely and thanks for having me yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm so thankful to be able to talk to you
0: about it. So. Same. And then, all right. So for those that are still listening, make sure to go to Instagram and find at good underscore will underscore hugging, or you can go to his website, William Graham us. So you can experience more of the wizard, the wizard, uh, <laughs> the wizard ways. Um, so yeah, go, go find will, uh, uh, on Instagram, go to his website. And then of course, you can always go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things. So thanks everyone for listening.